Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. In 1919, he hit 29 home runs and was sold to the New York Yankees. A three-run home run for Buckington. The Yankees now lead it by a score of 3-2. Bill Lee is now going over to a couple of the Yankees and there they go. Tech and A-Rod going at it. Roberts is going. Masada's throw. Roberts safe. What can I say? Just dip my heart and, and call the Yankees my daddy. Welcome to Fanbase, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports, episode 132. We're going to talk about Craig Breslow. We're going to make our World Series picks. We're going to talk about Middle East baseball. Middle East baseball. Right? I mean, we are. <laughs> but we have to start with Christopher Mad Dog Russo from, uh, we, this was on, I believe, Sirius... Uh, XM Radio. A rant, basically. Yeah, and this is what he said he would do if the D-backs beat This is the when the, This is when they were up. They had just beat. They had just beat them, and they were going back to Philly. This so is th- before game six. Before game six. So if this is what he had to say. Yeah. I've been wrong in Arizona from day one. I, I A, I'm stunned to beat Milwaukee. I thought they'd get swept by the Dodgers. I never thought they'd even go back to Philly for a game six. Uh, I'll try it one more time. I would not be stunned if they won tonight. I would be floored. Floored. And I'll say this right now. Just uh, I'll say this right now. And Bob Raceman, write it down. If they win the next two days, they win the next two games and win this series in seven games, if they win, I will I will retire on the spot. And lo and behold, <laughs> and we'll talk about that. I'm I was shocked too. I mean, I thought there's no way, no way. that that Arizona wins two games in Philly in front of 45,000 people. Especially just losing with one of your best pitchers on the mound. I just I, I I definitely could not have predicted it, but I find it hysterical that Chris Russo Christopher Russo did this because He's at the peak of his career. I mean, I, I, I'm just spitballing it, but I bet he makes no less than $5 million. He works for MLB Network, ESPN, and Sirius. He has his own channel yeah. on Sirius XM. He went, he went from like being New York Radio with Mike and the Mad Dog to just being like a global— I mean, he's everywhere. Well, he's, I mean, I, in terms of like radio figures, I mean, who— him, Colin Coward, Dan Patrick— yeah, those are the. That, I mean, I would say he's probably the biggest out of all of them because he's just everywhere. He's everywhere. Plus, he's just got the. I like him. 
yeah, I, 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 like I, I liked him when I. I'll be honest. I haven't listened to him a lot since he left Mike and Mike and the Mad Dog because I used to be in the car a lot at the time, and he talked a lot of New York sports. So I was always listening to that. So, but I haven't listened to him a lot lately. But I know his shtick. I watch High Heat. I watch. I, I listen to him every once in a while on Sirius. So yeah, it's pretty interesting that he would say that. But at the same time, listen. I mean. Do you honestly think he's going to retire? No. I mean, Tom Brady retired too, right? And he came back. So if he retires, maybe he just glosses it. Yeah, I'm going to retire from uh, making stupid comments. Right. You Here, know? Here's 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 my little little rant on this, which is he has become a bit of a caricature on ESPN, whether it's the stuff with Stephen A. and whatever. That 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 I think ESPN has totally jumped the shark because I just don't think it's interesting, and people just try to have the most extreme takes to get something that goes quote unquote viral. So I think in general he's he's just getting this is a little bit of comeuppance for his ridiculous rhetoric on a daily basis. Now, I like him, and I think he's super smart, and his knowledge of history, both of the game and our country and the world, is really, he's a smart dude. But I think, and he's not going to retire. I mean, there's no way. And I actually was listening in the car when he was basically saying there's not a chance that Arizona loses Game 7. I mean, wins Game 7. And and he was wrong on that. And But I, I feel like, in some ways, I, I feel like he needs to eat... Some humble. He's not going to retire. He makes too much money. No, he's, he's got at least he's got to make some sort of you know humbling, you know non ranting, screaming, typical comment at least. You know he's got he's got to come out and eat it. He's got to come out and own it. Well, the Diamondbacks used it. I mean, Tori uh, Lavulo, the manager, is friends with Christopher Russo, goes on a show a fair amount in his news conference the day of the game. Said he uses he said explicitly, I use it as motivation, and the team was chanting. Mad Dog in the locker room as they're spraying champagne on each other. I mean, it it had an impact yeah. on that team. Yeah, I mean, there's always something to rally around with baseball. It's amazing. It's uh, you know from whatever from the fights on the field in uh, in, uh, in Arizona and Texas and Houston yep. to, to to something like this to the, the the creed the creed rally song. I mean, it, it it's always something, which is cool about baseball. But again, I don't I don't think Russo is going to retire. Obviously, he, you can't. How do you walk away from it? He's under contract in seventeen different platforms. He makes millions of dollars. But he's got to own it. He's got to come out. I mean, it, you know, just the pure fact that like you know he 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 not going to you can't tweet about it. Like if you're going on the air today, you across talk, your pocket, you got to talk about it. it that's got to be your focus of conversation. Yeah. it really does. It has to be you owning it and you just realizing that. Listen, if you're going to make statements nowadays. It's following you everywhere you go. But to come out and be a huge figure like that and be like, you know. So he's probably, he's got a circle with like agent because he's not going to retire. The question is, what do you do? So right. they have to troubleshoot it. So you have agent, maybe network, whatever, and decide what you're going to do about it. Because I do think he has to show something that embodies humility. Be smart with it, right? Like, be smart with it. Turn it to a positive for yourself. You know, make it, you're retiring from something. You know, you're retiring. That's so cheesy, though. But, but like, how else are you going to do it? I don't know. I don't how know. How else are you going to do it? That's why we're talking about it because I think it's interesting. I think it shows that he has gone too far in sort of his over-the-top take style, even though I I do like him. I think he's great. I love listening to him in, in certain doses. You make a great point, though, about the whole, like, it's it's almost too much, you know. It would, even like Stephen A. Smith, I can't stand that guy. He just drives me crazy. But it's always it's almost like you're listening to like uh, a panel on Fox News or something. It's like who can yell the loudest and who right. can who who's going to stir up some controversy next and then be. It's I don't know. They they just it's too much. It's not even like sports anymore. It's just yapping. Right, and I I can't watch. 
And it's not just because I'm old. I remember when I started off at ESPN Radio, like there was one host in particular who really couldn't talk about anything on a daily basis. Every day it was like top five this, top five bagels, top five you know, quarterbacks, <laughs> top five you know, you know mascot. Like every day was a top five to try to make it so they can get through the the, the day. And yeah. that's not the way to go. And I think today people just they they think that attention on social media equates with success and it gets them more ratings and more money. I don't know. I don't know, but I know that he got caught. And it, you could say, like, we're making too much of a big deal. But, A, he's got to do something. Yeah. He's not going to retire. We know that. Right. So what does he do? And I'm going to be really interested to see what he does. Uh, he's John Sedical. I'm Brian Shackman. This is episode 132 of Fanbase, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports. Do you want to do sort of the games and the World Series before Breslow? Like, I'll give you the choice. Um, Let's see. Let's save the games in the, for the end, because okay. then we can get our predict- predictions in. So if people haven't been following the Red Sox, it's not even a GM job anymore. It's director of baseball operations or chief baseball officer, whatever it is. I think the whole thing is stupid to create another layer of management, but that's not something we're going to delve into today. Multiple people said no. Multiple people declined to even interview for the job. This is this has all been reported. Kim Ng, who got a total raw deal in Miami, right. said thanks but no thanks to the Boston Red Sox. And I want to ask you first and, and foremost. That's, that's interesting you say that because from what I've listened to about Kim Ng is that she's going to have to take a step backwards now from her role that she had with the Marlins because she's not going to be have have offers right now because it's just you know there's not that much out there as it is right and there's just not it's just the way it she's is not gonna get a chief, she's not going to get a chief baseball officer exactly job. so that's interesting that you say that she wasn't even interested in the Red Sox so that right so that that speaks a lot about how the Red Sox so are the run. question to you what do you why do you think that is why do I think that uh-huh. is? I think it's weird. I had mentioned it before. I feel like they're being run by like, like a business. They got the whole portfolio with the you know the soccer team and the, they have a basketball team now too, right? I don't know. They're trying to get an NBA team. Yeah. But well, they got they got a bunch of sports. They have the pro- Pittsburgh Penguins. They got the Monopoly men, right? That's where you look at it. They got the Monopoly men. That's who I call them. They're more interested in the dollar than they are of the of the of the product on the field. You know, you sign your star here and there, but it's like, what are you really doing? I mean, you've played it yourself, Brian. They're a token team right now. They only have people showing up that are on vacations and tourists. Sure. Listen, I. So you think that's it? That they don't think they're prioritizing baseball, and people know it, so they don't want to be a part of it. Well, look at what they've done with the last three three GMs. I mean, yeah, you can say that Hein Bloom was a failure, but Duquette before that, and what was the other guy before that? It was like three years, three years, three years. You're gone. Like, give them a give them a chance. Well, I mean, they have Ben we, Charrington. They have Theo Ben Charrington. Right. And then they went with Dombrowski. Dombrowski. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, you know, they didn't give them that much. Like Epstein was the only one that had some leeway, and that was just because they hadn't won it all. Right? And then they got greedy, I guess, because they won a world, a few World Series in 10 years. And it's like, I guess they're like, if you don't get one every three, four years, then you're out. I mean, that's kind of tough when you're sitting there as a Yankee fan and you're looking at the Yankees and you're bitching and moaning about what they're doing in their front office. And that guy's been there for like 20-something years. Yeah. The, the problem with the Red Sox, is, for fans, it's been... In, it seems like it's either first or or last. It it doesn't seem like there's no consistency. Right. There's no and they're actually been more consistent at the bottom than at the top. But you know, I will tell you, I don't know if I mentioned that I might do it, but we officially this week gave up our season tickets. You finally did it. Yeah. You've been talking about it. So this goes back to two thousand five and I sent a note out to the crew and they basically said it's gonna be sad, but we understand if you wanna let up and my name's on the account. Nobody volunteered to take over the account. And so I emailed my season ticket rep, and he's like, I understand. He's like, what if we gave you these seats for this price? And they weren't even seats we'd like more, and it was a 1000 bucks more. Yeah. And I was like, 
really? That's what you, after so 18 o- years? Offer me worse seats for more money. Yeah. And they're like, well, they're right behind the dugout. But there's the seats behind the dugout. Then there's the where everyone walks. And right. then, then the seats they were going to give us. Right. Now it's just like, you know what? The only reason I hang on to them, to be honest, like I still like going to the park and ha- catching a buzz and hanging with my wife. Yeah. Or one of my kids. It's a sentimental thing. But the only thing that matters to me is opening day in my section because we get to see our old friends, and even that's gotten a little tired. So, like, I just giving them a six or seven thousand dollar interest free loan every fall, and then having to scramble to get payments from everybody, and then right, and, and then if you can't go, getting rid of them and not sitting there wasting them. And we had oh four. We had how many 07. games did you go to this year? Four. Only four. See, I didn't go to one Yankee game this year at the stadium. I went to them in Baltimore because I was down there, but I didn't go to one at the stadium. And I was just like, I don't want to go down there and see them lose. It wasn't that for me. To me, it's like, I don't want to, the $13, like we started like eating at Shake Shack instead of the ballpark. And then I'm like, and then it's the $13 beer. And and, and I have a little bit of the same attitude that these potential executives have is that like, what am I underwriting here with these fifteen dollar right. beers? I mean, what's the point? What's the point? And right. I like Sam Kennedy. I've known him for a long time. I, I just the value proposition is so out of whack in all the parks. But I mean, when they stink that bad and there's no one to feel really good about, like there's no. Yeah. I mean, I like Verdugo, and it's. I, I thought it was. You know, Sheeta was kind of fun because I like when a foreign player comes in and stuff like that. But there's no one really to love. Yeah, there's you no, know. There's no and then flash. you see Evaldi doing what he does, and you, you see, you know, obviously the Dodgers flamed out, but Mookie having just greatness in L.A. It's just, it's just a bummer. So that's done. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. How does Breslow wind up there? How does the like the assistant so general manager, pitching coordinator from the Cubs wind up? Right. So I mean, he, he's got New England ties, obviously. He's played for the Red Sox twice. He's got a World Series ring with the Sox. Right. Born and raised in Connecticut, yep. where we are right now uh, recording the show. He was hired... In Chicago by Theo, and I think Hazen, who might have been in Chicago before going to Arizona, yep. he's the director of baseball ops in Arizona. So the, the the Theo Epstein Red Sox tree spreads out. Yeah, and in a world of arrogant smart people, yeah, he's bred good. And it, like Breslau, I have no idea. I'm not saying he's arrogant. I'm just saying like that whole crew is pretty cocky, and they they they're like he's the smartest guy, and and a lot of people said no. So. What do you do? And the the problem is that Heim Bloom was a super smart guy too. Is a, is a super smart yeah. guy, but super smart didn't translate into. So my only concern with Breslow, I I think he's got the ability. Is he going to be strong enough to push back? Is he going to be strong enough to understand what's needed? And I don't know the answer to that. The brains, like to me, I'd like a little more of a hybrid. I don't want data to be a hundred percent dominant. I'd like some other factors to come in. But like, I just want him to be. Like not just happy he has the job, so do whatever John Henry tells him. That's the, that's the thing I'm worried about. Yeah, well, I think the I think the one the one major plus you got going for you is that he's a former player, and I think that helps no matter why, what. Why? Why do you think that? Well, because because the, the people that are, you, you work for you. 
I mean, you've been there. There's you a know, respect you there's mean? There's a respect. I mean, no matter what, you're one of those 2,700 or whatever, how that keeps going, that have played the game in Major League Baseball, and he played it for 12 years. It wasn't yeah. like he just showed up. And then he's also a nerd. You know, most of the people in these positions now are all nerds. They're I call them nerds, right? Because they're like that's what they are. Yeah. Like you know, they're analytics and they're into that and all that. But now this guy. So he's is, like the best of both worlds. Yes, and I think that's great. Now, you can talk whatever you want. He was basically a mediocre baseball player, right? But yep. he did it, and he was there, and he's a smart guy. And obviously, like, you don't just hang around in major major league baseball. You have to have talent. You really have to, regardless of like if you're a manager that's been on managed four different teams, right? And you hadn't won until you finally got to that fourth team, right? You're around for a reason, right? Right. So this guy is still around for a reason. Yeah, maybe Theo liked him from 2013, right? But still, like, Theo wouldn't have him around if he wasn't a talent and he wasn't good in his job, is what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, Theo actually had him in 07. He was on the roster but never pitched in 07. Uh, just one other nugget about Craig Breslow before we move on because I did some reading on him. So he went to Yale and then he was – Going to go to and he got accepted into NYU medical school, and deferred so he could give baseball a try, and then he ended up deferring four times. And as of like five or six years ago, he still was deferred in terms of his status, so still could have gone to med school. I don't know if he just decided to fully scuttle that or not, but that just shows you like he was always thinking about a life beyond baseball. And this guy really is you you know more than just a former relief pitcher or whatever. Like the guy is super, super, super smart. And his, you know, he grew up in Trumbull, Connecticut. His I think his dad was his parents were educators or in athletics. His dad was a college soccer player. Trumbull's got something in the water, huh? Yeah, they've they, produced a lot of athletes. Yeah, I mean going back obviously at a Drury and everything like that. So Yeah, I, I was I forgot. He was he was Theo was gone by 2013. Yeah. He was on to the Cubs. But he uh, but he knew him. Yeah. He knew him because the Yale connection, one and two, he yeah. had him. That's he picked him up in 07. You say that, that he was undeferred at Yale Med. No, no, NYU Med. Uh, NYU, well, still. I mean, Jesus, he's that. Any med school is good to get into. Yeah, anyway. I know. My matter. nephew has been, he'd been trying, he finally got in. But yeah. I mean, we're talking about, yeah. Go to Bermuda. I mean, like. Digging, digging graves trying to get in. Yeah, it's yeah. hard. And so I, I, he's a his profile, and I liked Heim Bloom too. Like, I want. Craig Breslow to succeed. I think the red. I think there's Red Sox fans in general. I mean, I think this is something to be excited about. I really? think it's you don't think be he's good. like the tenth choice and whatever. Well, I mean, you can look at however you want to look at it as far as the choices. But I think if if you're going to wind up with this guy as your choice and he's a former player, I think it's a win-win. I mean, you could have wound up with some underqualified nerd that the that that winds up just being a total bust and is gone in a year, right? I mean, I, you would hope that the Red Sox would do their due diligence and hire someone good, but at the same time, like you said. A lot of people don't want to be there. Yep. He's John Senecal. I'm Brian Chackman. This is Fan Base, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports. Uh, let's talk quickly about the Middle East. I, I didn't read into oh, it too much. Wait a minute. How deep are we going in the Middle East? That's well, we're not talking Israel <laughs> and Hamas. We're going to the Hamas conflict We're, ta- we're talking about Dubai <laughs> spending money on a league. And they're bringing in every fat guy who ever played. Yeah, it's crazy, right? So tell, not, tell me about it. So the Baseball United League is—is uh, is it really going to happen? It, it's going to happen, but what the, all the buzz now is it just they just had a draft and there's going to be a showcase uh, November 24th and 25th of the four teams. So there's four teams in the league, and I'll read them to you: the Dubai Wolves, the Abu Dhabi Falcons, the Karachi Monarchs, Karachi, yeah, and the Mumbai Cobras. Going to Mumbai. Mumbai. Wow. Yeah. So. The, Who owns the league? 
Uh, well, there's a bunch of different. I'm sure there's some. I'm sure there's some dirty money. There's oil money. It. In I'm it. sure there is. Lift I, I, money. It might not be Saudi money, but so. But the g- cool thing is now there's investors, right? Now there's investors that you would know of, and they are Mario Rivera, Barry He's Larkin. Actually investing in it in the league. Yes, Barry Larkin, Felix Hernandez, Shane Victorino, Elvis Andrews, who's a, actually a current player. Red Sox favorite Hanley Ramirez. Hanley. <laughs> Ryan Howard and Matt Barnes, just to name a few. Will they give a dollar so they can be? Well, I don't know how how it is exactly how much money they've put up, but they're actually some of the former some of the former players, major league players that are in this, including Robinson Cano, who's playing for the Wolves, is also investing in league. So some of the players, player owners, player owners. So let's let's talk about some of the players, right? So they had the draft. There's four team drafts. So you don't get excited, right? There's like it was like 80 players total overall because there's only four teams. Um, <clears throat> the number one pick. Karen, not a woman, not the Karen you're thinking of. Uh, <laughs> Karen Ooh. Karen Patel. He was a former seventh round pick by the White Sox, and he's a pitcher. He was a number one. Is he pick. Indian? Yeah, he's Indian. Huh. So he's. I guess there's a sentimental pick there yeah. too. But let's go to some of the <clears throat> more popular names. Robinson Cano, number six overall. Can, he, can you roid in the league? Well, I'm sure you can. Okay. It's interesting when you. I was reading. <laughs> I was reading up on this, and they said uh, potential Hall of Famer Robinson Cano. I'm like, whoever wrote this article is either a complete idiot or it's a total like. I'm gonna. Hopefully, this is all gonna pan out for some reason. If it, he just like, if A Rod's not getting in, he's not getting in. There's no right? chance of Barry Robinson Bonds. Cano. Exactly. There's no chance. Exactly. All right. Anyway, so let's keep going here. Didi Gregorius, a number three I overall pick. He's only 33 years old. Why is he out of baseball? That's what I'm saying. Why is Didi not playing Major League Baseball a quick, still? Quick bat. He was good. 33 years old. I mean, is there some skeletons in the closet somewhere? That I don't is know. Weird. That is, that is weird. strange. He's 33. Okay. Kung Fu. Panda. Are you serious? Pablo Sandoval? Kung Fu Panda was the number four overall pick. And he playing, had to be out of baseball, right? He's playing for the Abu Dhabi Falcons. Yes, out of baseball. He's been playing, I think, uh, like, you know, like in the Mexican League or something. But the last time he played, he played in 2021 for the Braves, and the dude got a ring. He got a ring with the Braves, played 21 games with the Braves at the end of the season, and got himself a ring. Oh, my God. I Not, remember doing stories. Think how many rings that cat's got. I remember doing stories. They were they were selling panda animals in the Fenway store, and it was the hottest seller. Yeah. And by May, they're like, this guy's the worst guy well, ever. Remember all the, wearing all the panda hats in San Francisco? He's got oh, three yeah. rings with them. Did he ever wind up getting one with the Sox by de facto? Don't think so. And then he's got another one with the Braves are just showing up. He could, he could, he's on the Max Scherzer plan, maybe. That's really funny. All right, so one, uh, let's do a couple more. The big one, big sexy himself, 50-year-old Bartolo Colon was the Get out. 16th pick overall to the Karachi Monarchs. He's going to go to Karachi. So you think, I've I've heard that the dude is still like can pitch. Now, can he pitch at the major league level? Probably not, but can he get out there and not hurt himself? So you seem kind of excited about this. Well, I'm excited about it because there's like names, you know what I mean? And this is going to give people something to talk about. Oh, I mean, they got to get fans. Nolan Ryan to come out and pitch. I don't know. Nolan Ryan's looking pretty rough, dude. I'm just have saying. you seen him? No. He, he, yeah, he's looking rough. Like they did a, a documentary on him not long ago, but I was looking at some of those like autographs that were coming through, like signed. Shaky. He's starting to shake. Is he have like? Um, I don't think he's like just Parkinson's. Old. Or? No, he's like eighty something, dude. Nolan Ryan's old. Yeah. But anyway, that's nuts. And it's I crazy. I, I right? wonder is it gonna. <laughs> Are they, and they're definitely going to happen. It's definitely going to happen. And when are they going to play? So the, the showcase is November 24th and 25th. They're calling it an all-star showcase. So I'm sure there are going to be more names popping up on so this So that's list. it? Just this little no, showcase? No, and after that is an actual league that's going to be played. TBD as far as like the whole scheduling and all they that. They probably can't play more than 20, 30 games. Uh, I think they're playing an indoor, um, um, what the hell is that called? High lie. Um, what's one? The cricket. 
indoor uh, those facilities. They've converted them like for baseball fields. Because I mean, I don't think that baseball fields built and it's got to be indoors. Hot it as has hell. to be. You can't do it in 120 degrees. No. All right, real quick before we go, let's do picks for the World Series. We've been over it. We know that. You know, we talked about it before that not having L.A., Boston, Chicago, St. Louis was awful for baseball in general. And this is worst case scenario for the average fan having Texas and Arizona. Let's just be honest. And that, that that's something we don't even have to discuss. That's just fact. Because it's college football, there's the NFL, the NBA has started, and the NHL started. Like, but the Astros just, aren't in it. So for so us that, Yankee fans and right. baseball fans in general, it's true. congratulations. It's a trade-off I guess a lot of people would take for that. So you have... The Texas Rangers against the Arizona Diamondbacks. Everyone seems to think that just the talent level on Texas is too good. I'm going to go the Diamondbacks because I just like the intangibles. Like, they went into Philly and won two. Yeah. That's like, I I probably would have given them 8% on that, and they did it. So I feel like they're going to win it. Texas has got the team that has been bought, right? Yep. And uh, Arizona's got the team that's been basically manufactured through draft and trade. Um even like Evan Longoria, he's not even there for much, right? And that 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 dude played in his first game seven since what two thousand and eight right. with the. Uh, but I feel like he might play a role here. I well, really yeah. Do. So I was I was listening to a comment that he had, um, and he said that he went to bed last uh, well the night before the game seven against the Phillies, um, knowing that they were going to win. He had it just a feeling. He didn't know how it was going to happen, but he said that he could feel the the positivity and the intensity in in his clubhouse over the. The game, the prior game, that the team was just, it had something. They just had, had, they had a feeling. They had a feeling and they had something else. So, that being said, um, Texas, obviously, way more sexy on paper. You know, even with the Corbin Carroll, you know, and the the good pitching with uh, Merrill Kelly and Zach Gallen. But honestly, I'm telling you, if I'm a betting man, this goes the distance. I want to say seven games, it could be six, but. It's going to come down to the bullpen. Texas' bullpen is terrible, and if we anybody's been watching baseball over the last week, Arizona's bullpen is pretty damn good. And so pitching you, wins World Series. Who, so you're taking Arizona. You got to take. You can't I'm gonna not take, take a team. I'm going to take Arizona in seven. Okay. I'm going to take Arizona in seven, and I think it's just a pure fact that it comes down to pitching. If those starters get in trouble, Arizona's bullpen is going to be superior to Texas's bullpen. And I don't think you even know what you're getting with Texas's pitching either because Max Scherzer, he can say whatever he wants about his shoulder. He's not the Max Scherzer of old because he's old and he's got something going on. Uvalde, you hope, keeps doing what he's doing. Yep. They should be fine. Dane Dunning should get a start. Hopefully they revamp their their their, their rotation a little bit. Montgomery, God damn it, why is he I mean, doing so well? He's not a postseason. He, he wouldn't have been on the postseason roster with the Yankees, though. And that dude's put on some weight. He's gotten bigger. He yeah. looks a lot bigger. So he's going to get paid. You know, he will get paid. In Good the, for in, him. He yeah. was pissed. Yeah, when he, he might left be coming him. back to the Yankees for all I see, but I don't think so. I mean, I mean, I don't know how much money is he going to spend. Is he a free agent? He's a free agent. But you know, you know that being said, I'm going to go on the whole pitching aspect. Yeah. Okay. I got. I don't know if it's six or seven. I'll take. I'll take the D backs in six just to make it different than yours. Great stuff as usual, John. He's John Senecal. I'm Brian Shackman. You've been listening to Fanbase, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports.
listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's gonna go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.